Welcome back, you guys, to another episode on Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love. God is good. I'm blessed. Another day, you know, that's a blessing. My family's blessed. And you guys coming over to the podcast and listening and giving me all your inputs, I appreciate it. It means so much to me. You guys have no idea. On the podcast this afternoon, we're talking about the psychology of anal sex. Now, there's this quote where it say, let your belly be full, your clothes clean, your body and head washed, enjoy yourself day and night, dance, sing, have fun, look upon the child who holds your hands and let your wife delight in your lap. This is the destiny of mortals. Mortals. I always say that wrong, but you get it. All right, so we're talking about sex right so sex has always has been like this fascinating type of subject to ponder upon and throughout my life I've often found you know at times me being mesmerized by the various faucets of people expressions of love and the way many ways in which we tend to show our affections for others and that we experience that deep rich feelings of affectionate in the first place And the question always comes, why do we want the things that we want? Because when we're involved of the practice of our sexuality, we don't tend to look at it with the objective lens that we do when we view it in the abstract. So, which sometimes leads to this powerful realization about the nature of one of of our most um, fundamental practice, right? So when we look at sex, sex is this hardwired that's in the very fabric of our being. Um, through it's threaded through us. You know, we're bleeding, and it permits um, everything we do, which makes it for one very very interesting thing to study upon. And so many people love talking about it. And so many people love investigating and learning about it. I've often wondered about it myself and why and how some sex practices came to even exist and play it is no exception. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that compels people to practice the types of sex habits that they do? You know, I'm a very thinker type of person. I think a lot and sometimes my thinking gets me in a lot of trouble. I'm just saying. Um... There was a story that I read, and in that story, it will, it seeks um, the answers to some of those very questions that you and I may have in regards to that seemingly um, pervasive human desire for that, that anal play, and what compels people to even try and even continue anal sex in the first place. On one hand is an exit, right, where our body deposits waste you know which would conceivably make it rather uninviting yet it's a fantasy of men all over the world right but it's not just men there are women too so the history of what I've read when it comes to anal sex anal sex and other forms of anal play it's like a cross-cultural practice it's definitely not a modern intervention Civilization, the world over, seemed to have used the anus as an object from which to derive that uh, sexual pleasure. 
while varying cultures have practiced a varying degree of acceptance of the practice, it does seem to be nearly a universal desire. And there's actually, I'm reading it from um, the medium.com. They, the article said that they traced the history of anal sex back quite far, um, as far back as civilization itself. And I even went on the internet looking and trying to surface, surf through it and you know decipher through some things and there are surviving pieces of some erotic which date back to like 4,000 years ago from the ancient Meso, um, Mesopotamia I think I'm saying that right it's M-E-S-O-P-O-T-A-M-I-A so if I mispronounce that I apologize which is believed to do to depict people having anal sex and while this penetration is not graphically shown it's known that anal sex was the most common means of the contraception before other methods were even invented there's this fantasy that anal sex has always been this extremely popular type of fantasy in the minds of men everywhere and it's becoming a much more popular practice in the west leading some to think and suggest it's the new oral sex anal sex is quickly becoming this popular enough um to be um a staple in the sex lives of many bedrooms just another faucet of sexual expressions thrown into the overall mix of what love is right a study back up in 2010 it showed that 46% of women had engaged in anal sex, whereas the previous study conducted back up in 1994 yields just 33%, and it's only become more popular since then. So there was this question that I got on the internet, not from the internet, but from through email that was asking why was anal sex so desirable, right? People report um, a variety of reasons for their desirability when it when you talk about anal play and anal sex but the most common um explanation to me i think is simple it's just simply hot for a lot of people the grandfather of psychology stedman fred um stedman fraud <laughs> stedman fred bad girl bad girl stedman fraud once said that the entirety of the body is sexual there aren't specific parts that are or are not able to be sexualized. And a quick uh, perusal of a pornographic website can attest to this fact. So quite simply, men generally like looking at women's butts, right? So it would make sense that they generally like to touch them as well. Well... The anus is capable of being that sexualized um, just as much as any of the reproductive organs, as well as other things. When you look at women's breasts, when you look at women's feet, people, you know, female hair and other parts that people seem fascinated with in a sexual way. But beyond the simple, seemingly universally desirability of the butt, the real end, many women reported that there's something raw about anal sex. That isn't quite the same when we talk about vagina or vaginal sex. There is no possibility of pregnancy <laughs> from anal sex. And on a deep level, this resonates with many men who consider it more carnal. 
just done for the sheer pleasure of it without even a hint of being something more. So many men reported the allure to be the fact that it's considered a forbidden fruit. And, you know, everybody loves forbidden fruit. And a fruit would tempt many, right? So if a person's body is eaten, anal play and anal sex are the fruit from the tree of knowledge, then the simple fact that it's wrong is that powerful motivator in the minds of many people. And by wrong, I mean by logically rather than making any more claims here. So we're not talking about morally that is wrong. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. How dare you? No, we're talking about the biological part of it. Intimacy is like, it's, this, it's a big draw for a lot of people as well, both men and women. And when it comes to the anus, there's often a sense of that uh, hesitancy um, and reservation that comes into play with people. And by consenting to anal play is it's a way for many people to communicate to their partner that they admire all of them every single part and for receipts of that anal play to communicate that there's not a single part of their body that's off limits so in a very real world for some people anal sex is their way of saying I enjoy you so much that I want you to have all of me and I enjoy you so much that I want to have all of you and nothing discusses me in regards to you. You know what I mean? Uh, for many humans beings in this world, across this country, across the you know, anus is almost or even just as attractive as a vagina. And for some people, it's even more attractive, which really hammers home the notion that once we individually um, attracted to a person of our liking that very little about their bodies can be said to be unattractive just speaking generally of course we're not talking about whether or not people have preference and they want a skinny woman and you know we're not talking about that so when you look at the powerful dynamics of it the, the potential for both pain and pleasure on when you look at the behalf of the individual of the anal sex naturally that leads itself into this sexual sexual dynamics which are heavy into power play when you look at bdsm when you look at um submissive and dominant relationships and we can go on and on and on but for many individuals that pain is where the magic is they actually enjoy submitting to pain to please their partners and they really get off on it you know for others they derive a great deal of pleasure from having that little backdoor stimulation whatever that may look like for that individual and some people just cannot achieve orgasm without the rear but being stimulated and that's the bottom line and you know there's no judgment there is a versatility in the anal play which revolves heavily in my opinion around the the um consolation um when we of that uh what's the right word that nerve ending within um a particular part of the body so when people can experience the peaks of whatever their ecstasy or whatever the their pain whichever they desire there's only 
it, it, it serves to increase that level of that intimacy in that act. You know, when the possibility of things going wrong, that could lead to that immersed pain. There's a greater degree of trust between practitioners and, you know, their partners in, when it comes to performing those acts. So anal sex is a very real way to allow people to be vulnerable in like a completely novel way before one another and rather their partners engage in hurting them or not that is a thing for whatever that individual choose so it's a way of saying I allow you to potentially hurt me but I trust you that you want and for those who do not enjoy that pain a way to communicate would be if you allow me to pleasure you in that way that could hurt you I will not um I will be gentle Um, I will try to be slow and patient and consider all your needs and wants and regards. You know, there is this immersed power in that. And I'll leave it up to who's ever listening to decide if, you know, if they like a glass of wine or they want a cup of tea or not. But I will also comment that there is this um, beauty in that vulnerability of people who decide to engage in anal sex and that vulnerability that's also been found in other activities supposing it's simply just not your thing um believe it or not when you talk about analingus analingus that is a word and it's the oral anal act of touching the anus with the tongue. And it's not only that more popular than actual anal sex. There was a study, I promise you, you guys, that was done in 2008 that was showing 18% of men reportedly performed an act of actual anal sex. While 15% have received the Anal-ingus, and a full 24% have performed anal English. I'm going to take a brief break and I'll be back. You guys don't go anywhere. Be back in a moment to finish this. Alright you guys. Anal-ingus. Analingus is a is popular for the same reason when you talk about the anal sex in the way that it is. So in that is that taboo, right? Nasty, that's disgusting to some, which arguably increases that appeal to other people, and extremely intimate, right? It's a way for some partners to taste the very essence of another and for the the practicer of it. And I think it's extremely enjoyable for some people, not for me. It's also the way to stimulate a region which doesn't often get a whole lot of attention in a new way. Um, Like, I don't mind receiving it. I'm just not going to give it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, mm -hmm, you got it. Mm -hmm. Anyway... When we talk about fingers, right? Fingers insertion in the most popular form of, um, we talk about anal play that there is. 
with this massive 24% of men, it's a high number for heterosexual guys, right? So the reporting, having tried it in the 2008 study and a towering 53% of women admitting that they tried it too. So for men, it's, it's a stimulator. It stimulates their prostate if done correctly and it can lead to that amazing pleasure or so I've been told I don't know because I don't have a prostate and for women is that less invasive way of enjoying the fruits of the anal without you possibly being hurt <laughs> as well so finger play is like that least invasive and arguably the, like the least intimate which is likely why it's the most popular love it or hate it right I think I'm gonna note this that there is this amazing or plenty cases of that haves versus the have nots when it comes to all forms of anal play right so when men have not performed anal intercourse or or if they're like um, extremely maybe unlikely to have engaged in another form of some type of anal play there's this 2% of heterosexual men who've not, with exclamation, had anal penetrative sex reporting. And also, having performed analist, um, 4% have received analist, 3% have received finger penetrative anal play, and 10% have reported having given finger penetrative anal play. So what this means is that there are a divided Number Like, it's divided between those who love the booty booty and those who hate the booty booty play. And there are very few people out there who've even tried a little bit of anal play and not gone for the whole shebang and had the anal sex drive. You know what I mean? So, on the other hand, this means that those who've tried it, enjoyed it, and decided to go for more. On the other hand, it's those who have tried it or thought about it and are like, mmm likely to end it it's not gonna happen no time soon you know what I mean what's a limit what's a hard limit for some it's kind of like a source of great pleasure for some for other people and like many things in life it's completely up to the individual involved as to what they prefer what their preference are the evolution of anal sex when we look about when we look at the evolution of it anal sex have evolved much like the way art has the way clothes music and so many other elements of our culture that don't have to be with success at um, procreation you know what I mean so that is it involved with us just for the simple pleasure of doing it and a testament to it its enjoyability among the people that practice it evolution isn't a linear design that people attempt to perfect things it's fashions things to suit the environment and, and sometimes this leads to some rather interesting results you know what I mean and it's quite common knowledge that men view large breasts on a primal level as being a symbol of fertility and that ability to nourish children that may come from that um, sexual union. But the fact remains that large breasts may signify that a person's we're looking at is, in fact, a woman who's capable of producing children. But large breasts don't actually produce more milk, in case you're wondering. The evolution has simply selected us to believe that. You know, 
but they don't that doesn't mean that they produce more milk just so you know the same goes for when we talk about the anal sex it's a pleasurable activity that just happens to be a byproduct of um sexual nature in other areas right so we are much more than replicating machines like we're human beings with thoughts we're human beings with feelings we're human beings with ideas and we're capable of obtaining that rich inner deep experience in ways beyond um simple mechanics of survival and procreation that when you look at robots they can never comprehend you know what I mean so and wrapping up my podcast today I'm gonna say this while anal sex is very much um relegated to certain bedrooms it's increasingly very popular among heterosexual couples um and that's very that's that's undeniable and it's always been popular among homosexual and other sexual couples since the dawn of time so when you go from japan to ancient greco-roman society and ancient egypt to anal sex has been the staple of the human sexuality for a very long as there have been human sex and it's just one more way for people to show their affection in a more in a, in a genuine often highly ecstatic type of a way i hope you appreciate the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and listening i don't know you guys i've been getting a lot of things pertaining to anal sex because i also got one somebody wanted my thoughts um on saying goodbye to the old-fashioned quitting anal sex for now and you know what i may come back and i may talk about that later on um another time on the podcast but as of right now i really don't know if i'm gonna come back and talk about that specifically but you guys i will be back um and um talk about our weight consciousness that happens to our body to everybody um and really when they talk about skinny people um i thought about talking about that uh i also thought about talking about relationships that won't make you happy so you guys have to come back and check the podcast and see what i talk about because you know i'm just an open book right now and i'm just open to discussing topics that come to me and if it feels right to me then I'll talk about it that is my time I'm not going to prolong it anymore guys thank you for coming over thank you for sharing and listening to podcasts I ask that you continue to share the podcast I ask that you continue to send in those questions and comments and topics you guys remember to stay true to yourself do not let anyone else thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before when they go low we go high like the former first lady let your family friends know that you love them because tomorrow is not promised to any of us until next time you guys peace and chicken grease it's a need of love from Baton Rouge peace